Hey guys, it's me, Ryan. Um, I just wanted to do a little disclaimer before we get started this week. Um, I no longer have a mustache. I shaved it off after last week's episode. I listened back to the audio and I just thought, what is? what am I becoming? You know, I just felt like my vibe was off. My energy was different. I was swearing a lot. So clean shaven or, you know, got some stubble. But in case you guys were wondering, you know, what's happened to Ryan in the last couple of weeks, it's been, it's been a really intense facial hair, hair journey for me and um thank you guys for for respecting that We have two super incredible guests this week. Two very special guests this week. First, we have uh, Ikrin Bahir, a reporter for BuzzFeed News, and she's going to be talking to us about how BTS stands are dealing with quarantine. And then we have Abby Olheiser, the internet culture reporter for the MIT Technology Review, and she's going to be talking to us about how she watches real-time simulations of famous ships sinking on YouTube. I'm so excited to get into this. Uh, my big thing of the week, uh, basically, is that I uh, said some spicy stuff about how I don't think Michael Schur, the showrunner for things like The Office, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, can write relationships. And I kind of I've been building on this feeling for a while. And I was just like, look, like all of them are sexless and weird. And I hate their whole thing. And then I got attacked really badly by Stans, um, who one of which uh, cursed me in Latin. So. This Latin curse that you were cursed in Latin. I, yes. Firstly, I, I don't know that it was a curse, but I am fascinated with this for two reasons. And it's the same reason twice, which is that both curses have a word in Latin that doesn't decline like a Latin verb. Okay, wait. So, Or, 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 a, or a Latin noun. Do you, do you read Latin? I, I did. I have a B at GCSE Latin. Okay, that's a, pretty a, good. A B, by about, a B by about two marks. <laughs> it was like 60 in the band, and I think I got like, two over the, the line from a C to a B. But, uh, you know, it all counts. Um, yeah, so I read a little bit of Latin. Uh, and, like, all the words are correct, and that's why it's translated. But in each one, there's one, even when you've translated it uh, via Google, that doesn't come up right. So in one, there is Legdirichtochiwo, uh, which <laughs> definitely isn't Latin. And the other one is Anitsutian. But the thing is, with the endings of these words, you can tell that neither of them are latin words because there is no word in latin that ends wo because there's actually no w in latin oh huh. well uh, like you know you know that you know the julius caesar quote veni vidi vici wouldn't it be winnie Woody vici something like that exactly yeah. because it's pronounced with it's pronounced with a w not with a v because uh v w doesn't exist in that language in, in latin so one of these words has a w in i don't know why but it looks to me kind of japanese it looks so I assume it's a curse. One, because I've seen uh, dead languages used to curse people in standum armies before. And also, sure. when I, I did put it through Google Translate, which apparently does, like Twitter's Google Translate supports Latin. And the words that do translate say uh, things like blood flow, intolerable grief, tears. And then in one of them, I think it seems to say that I will wake up and find that my food is full of worms. Yeah. So it does sort of seem like she's putting a, uh, a curse upon my house. And that's that's why I kind of think – that's why I assume it's a curse. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. But, like, there is there is just weird stuff in there because that – I mean, that one word uh, – what is it? Legadere wichwicho wo looks like a noun but it's not a noun because nouns in latin decline like there's like seven or eight types of them but they all decline in roughly the same way which oh. is blah 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 hang on hang on hang on i can do that i can do that in a better one blah 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 are you oh wait are you just conjugating the end of words is that what you're doing yeah okay exactly that's well, how the that's how the second type of noun declines but there's no version of that which ends in a wo i for one am extremely surprised that this 
definitely teenage good place stan conjugated latin wrong when they were cursing me on twitter no no that's the bit that doesn't because the rest of it's fine oh. it's not like perfect but it's fine latin but then it's just these two words one in each one which are wrong and like i can't figure out why they're wrong or like where they come from huh that's what's that's what's freaking me out like it's like they've got like normal latin and there's a pokemon in the middle of it well what if like what if it's like some kind of spell like a Harry Potter spell. But I assume that's what the Latin's for. Can you ask them what these two words are? I can. I can definitely do that. Let's. We'll okay, find we out for next week. I'm very curious. Okay. Um, also, your, your Mike Shore opinions were correct. Thank you. I, I, just... I, will, I will deny that if ever asked, but yeah, they were correct. Um, I want to talk about Sudoku. Did you see the Sudoku thing? No, what's the Sudoku thing? <sighs> okay. Okay, so... Uh, this may I may be more excited about this than necessary because I haven't watched any sport for like two months and this is the closest I've come. And, uh, okay. That is true. But uh, there's a 25-minute video of a guy doing Sudoku and it's amazing. Is he good at Sudoku? He's the best at Sudoku. <laughs> so, turns out there turns out there is a Sudoku streaming community. This stuff has like 100,000 of views. Some of them have a million. Uh, but there's a Sudoku streaming community. And this guy, you know, he gets sent in sudokus from other experts uh and they, and they they twist up the rules a bit so the rules are regular but then it's like also uh the middle square has to be a magic square okay or um uh, like no none of the, the 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 numbers can be in diagonals with each other so they're okay. just like kind of like normal sudoku but then they can it means they can put fewer numbers in to start it with right and you know this guy is the sort of guy who you would expect to have a sudoku streaming channel um so you know he's not He's not the most charismatic man, but like, he's, yeah, he's a Sudoku player. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a Sudoku player, and like, I, I really enjoyed watching him. But he, he gets this Sudoku, and he goes like, "All right, here's what I'm going to do." Um, and then he gets the extra rules, which are uh, no orthogonally adjacent squares can be a, can be no, sorry, yeah, no orthogonally adjacent squares can be like consecutive. So okay. if you've got a two, the one above, the one below, the one to the left, and the one to the right can't be a three or a one. Okay. And then it's also like knight's move, so it. You can't have a three and then two along and one up, and okay. that also be a three. Okay, and that's like cross boxes. Okay, so he has these extra rules, and then he opens this file, and the file is a Sudoku with two numbers filled in, a one and a two on the opposite side of the board from each other, and he just goes, right. I think this is a troll, and he's like really indignant about it, and you can see him being like genuinely pissed off, and he's like, well, I guess I should try this anyway, just, just because. And then he looks and he goes like, well, I guess technically because of these rules, I can get one in here. And I guess it's three numbers in. And he goes, oh, act- actually, I can get another one in here. And then over the course of like 25 minutes, he realizes that he can solve this puzzle starting from two numbers. Wow. And he is just like losing his mind over this. Uh, at one point he refers to it as like, oh, God, this is so good. This is when he's doing the threes. And the threes is a moment where he suddenly starts to realize like the pattern behind it. Right. There's like extra rules you can bring in. Like, you know, all the really basic rules about Sudoku where you can be like, oh, this number goes here. That number goes there. So therefore, this number might go here. But he's like, he's playing a new form of Sudoku. And he's figuring it out as he goes along. Wow. Uh, and when he's figuring this out, he goes, like, oh, my God, this puzzle. Oh, this puzzle. Oh, oh there's something special. Oh, this is so good. And he eventually, he eventually describes the puzzle as uh, it's like the universe is singing. Oh, my God. This is yeah. wild. Yeah, it's wild. And it's 25 minutes of him just figuring this puzzle out. and just going, oh, God. Oh, this is, oh, and this comes. Oh, my God. It's, it's so good. I actually found a really similar, but like in the way that that is obviously a perfect fit for you. I sort of found my version <laughs> of that YouTube hole this week. Uh, I came across, have you heard of Sonic adventure Two randomizer? I have not. Okay. So this <laughs> is right. wild. And I barely, I think I half understand what I'm even watching, but basically there's this thing on GitHub you can download. It's a Sonic adventure Two emulator and it takes all the playable characters from Sonic adventure two and Sonic adventure two battle builds them out into like fully formed mapped characters. And then every single thing in the game is on random. So all the dialogue is on random. Every character you choose between levels is on random. Every levels on random. And like in the original game, there's like three different play types. There's like the Sonic levels where you run through them. The like shoot them levels where like you shoot as a mech. And then there's like the hunting levels where you're knuckles and you're trying to find crystal shards. The problem with the randomizer is that it takes the characters 
and puts them in the wrong levels. So like a level that should not be possible to do as um, Sonic is suddenly like, that's what you have to do. And it's just YouTube videos of people losing their fucking minds because like the game is legitimately unplayable. It's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good. I I almost want to learn enough about video games on a computer to figure out how to do it. But there's, I no, I can't cross that line. (laughs) That's the too much. That's the too nerdy line. Yeah, the minute that I'm installing the minute I'm installing Sonic Adventure 2 emulators <laughs> on my computer, like I really need to go outside. Like it's really reached a point for me. Ikrin, welcome to Trailblazers. Uh, for for people who read the Garbage Day newsletter, they should know that anytime I've got a really good K-pop story. It's usually because I've seen it on your Twitter feed. I think of you as the expert of the K-pop universe. And so I was hoping to talk to (laughs) you about how the K-pop community is dealing with the COVID-19 lockdown because I feel like they must just be ratcheted up to 11 at this point. Is that true? I mean, I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) um, (laughs) It's been going for a while in terms of like Korean TV shows and music promotion and stuff like that. So a lot of it has been digital for a while, obviously because fans are international, but like even more because there's no like fan signings. There's no like there's none of the shows that would happen for fans. Like we're not getting any of we're not living through anybody else's life vicariously anymore. Like all the people that we were following that were going to these things. So is there any sort of like, is is there anything happening like in the industry? Like, because Korea, I mean, weirdly enough, has been kind of at the forefront of fighting the virus. So I feel like if any yeah. musical genre comes back fast, it'll be K-pop, right? Yeah, they've adjusted really well because for a while they've always had like online ticketing for streams and stuff for a few years. So now they've like stepped to upper level and there's like, concerts like actual concerts that you can buy tickets for like bts will be doing one in june so that's wait so so are these digital concerts are are these actual out in the world concerts digital concerts so there there won't be an audience i mean that's still good that's still a lot better than a lot of the rest of stuff yeah football's football's back in korea as well (laughs) yeah i mean americans are now watching korean baseball because it's the only baseball (laughs) um and like I have so I have a question and I've I've been wondering this and I feel like you might know the answer which is do K-pop idols live together and are they quarantined together? Like is BTS all in a big mansion somewhere? They live in a building together. So it's kind of like a dorm setup, like a fancy dorm setup. But a few of them do have their own house they could go to, but they are quarantining I guess together. But they they don't have like strict lockdown rules like we do, so they can like still actually go to work okay. from somewhere else if they wanted to. So it's not like BTS is like trapped in a house recording like no. music. <laughs> no, but I'm sure they're doing that by choice anyway. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it would make sense. Just why do, they should just have locked them down, put cameras on, them, <laughs> yeah. put, like a BTS Big Brother. Yeah, exactly. They are streaming. They're streaming. They tried to do the that coffee everyone's making live. Oh, like the the TikTok coffee, the one with the, the coffee on top of the yeah, milk. Wait, yeah. what's what's the that TikTok coffee. coffee? I haven't I haven't actually seen. Have you this. not seen the TikTok coffee? I haven't seen the TikTok coffee. No. Oh, you're so out of touch, Ryan. It's like Dalgona coffee. Oh my god, I don't even drink coffee, and I know this. So wait, what what is what is it? It's like, you put the milk in first, and then you froth the coffee. Yeah. And then the froth coffee goes on the top, and then it looks cool when it's on TikTok. Yeah. Oh. It's like intense oh, whisking. So you like heat up milk and then make coffee with the milk? No, that's a cappuccino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like powd- the powdered coffee and then you, I think you put water in and then you fluff it. Oh. Yeah, it's, you, you use this, well, I don't think you use steam actually, you use like a, a mixer, but you think you put, I think maybe it's cream. I think that's it. You put it on milk and then you put cream in the coffee, then like foam the coffee and the cream together so that's like thick so it's like whipped coffee 
then that whipped coffee goes on top. Oh. This is all of my experience working like for like four months in an Italian coffee bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that must be how it was done. Um, so, Ikran, when I, when I reached out to you uh, to come on the show, you said something that I did not understand, and I was really hoping you could talk about <laughs> it, which is that you said that BTS is currently counting down to something. And I, yeah, I, do, I literally don't know. So what is, what is the BTS countdown that's happening right now? What is this? So no one has, well, we kind of are guessing today, but for the past week, no one has really understood what they were counting down to. So there's been like, it was like D7 with like a black-ish background. So the background wasn't fully black, but everyone was already like deciphering from like the tiny gap. So it became like this inkblot-ish test. So everyone was guessing what they could see and what it could be. And like today, you can finally make out a person sitting down, wearing a chain, looking up, but you can't like really tell which member it is yet. So there's like three days left, but it's been like intense. It became like a meme. Everyone was like, please stop. You can't see anything. And people were like, we can see something. We can see something. <laughs> so, so what do you think it is? Is it an album or is it a song? Or I feel like it's a mixtape. It doesn't feel like an album time-ish now. So what is it? What is a K-pop mixtape? Is a K-pop mixtape just some new singles, some old singles, or is it remixes? Um, uh, new songs. New songs? Oh, like, it's just so it's just like four or five member. new songs. Oh, from an individual. Yeah, okay. by, by one member. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I didn't know they did that. But I don't know which member I can see. Yeah, who do you think it is? I don't know. I think it might be Yonggi, but at the same time, I feel like it might also be Jungkook. But then I stared for too long and someone said it could be Jimin and then I saw Jimin. So I don't know. My, I think my <laughs> eyes have just started playing tricks on me. I have no clue. How many of the members have had mixtapes so far? So far, Yonggi has one and Namjoon has one and Hobi also has one. So there's three. So surely it's got, it's got to be one of the other four then? That's what you think. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Wait, so who, who's... But what can you see? Who's put out the best mixtape so far? The best? Yeah, I'm going to have to... Say, I can't answer that because that's <laughs> so great. Is it is it too <laughs> is it too political to take a side on who has the best BTS mixtape? Not political. It's just they're all different. They're completely different vibes. Like if you listen to J Hope's one, it's like upbeat and happy, and then Yonggi's one is like oh, I'm gonna go change the world and be angsty, and then it's just different vibes. Like Namjoon's one's complete. It's like they're all completely even, different. Even from those vibes, I'm definitely Yonggi. Are you? Yeah, change the world and be <laughs> angsty. But you might also be Namjoon because his one is like deep. But they're all deep in their own way. I don't know, man. If you like rain sounds, you will definitely like Namjoon's one. I don't like rain sounds. I think I'm thinking I'm, I go Yonggi. I think you might be Namjoon, right? <laughs> I don't know much about BTS, <laughs> but I do know that Jimin, I think, has very nice sweaters. And I also have, like, a, I'm a fan of sweaters. And I feel like that is enough for me. To be like, yeah, I'm I'm a German. I'm a fan of the one who went to say went to see Human uh, Son at Tottenham that one time. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of. Them. I don't know either. I, I, no, I'm not suggesting you would, but I'm sure <laughs> one of them did that. So uh, I think you're talking about Namjoon. He wore his hat at um, the concert. That's the one. Yeah, because he was wearing his hat, and then at the game, I'm pretty sure. No way! They didn't actually get to. Did they meet? I think the whole thing was that they didn't get to meet. They were playing the same day. I think actually, think I'm yeah. thinking, I think Human Song might yeah. have gone to the BTS concert. Actually, <laughs> because I definitely went to watch the game that day, and there was a bunch of people there to watch Human Song who were clearly also there to watch BTS. Right. The the very the the, the huge uh, Premier League to K-pop pipeline, as, as they say. It is it is a huge pipeline. Gundam <laughs> fans very much appreciate the number of like people who come over just to see Human Song. It's really cool. Oh my god. That's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> have you not been to South Korea to watch BTS? I haven't seen football vans, but I have seen... I, I went to Seoul to see them, and I saw them twice. Right, it's just like that. It's people coming over from South Korea to see Human Song. I guess that makes sense. What? <laughs> okay, next time I'm just going to sit outside Wembley, like, where are the fans? BTS fans. I would say like, I would say like 5% of the Tottenham crowd on any given day is their Human Song. Oh my god, his ads, when I went to Korea, he had so many ads just like plastered around. Like wow, you go get those endorsements. <laughs> Which also, well, he had to, he had to do the, the Korean military service and shave his head. Oh yeah. Which yeah, that's intense. Have any of the BTS people had to do the military service yet? I don't. Think, Not yet. 
are are they aren't they exempt? No. You get you can get exempted from the two year thing, but you still have to go and do like a six week thing, right, right. even if you're exempt from the yeah, two year. Yeah, but thing. that was like an exception for the the sports, but they haven't got one for musicians. Uh, a, a piece of context for people listening: uh, South Korea has mandatory military service. Uh, basically, like when you turn like eighteen, nineteen. Um, I did, I did, I do have one funny fact about this, which is that when I went to South Korea for the Olympics in twenty eighteen. Um, I was at a lot of protests, which were like old Korean nationalists who were like burning flags and like wearing Trump hats and stuff. And what was really weird was that like all the police officers were 18 and 19 because with the military service, you can, instead of joining the military, join the police. So it was all like teenage police officers fighting like with riot shields, like fighting 80 year old Korean nationalists. It was a very bizarre, um, vibe <laughs> wow which which of the bts boys is going to have the biggest problem when they have to shave the hair for military service who's got the nicest hair oh yeah who does have the nicest hair oh they they go through hair colors so quickly i don't know they might i have no idea maybe that'd be good because their hair will be like quite bad in bad condition from all the, the the dye so it'll be good because they can shave it regrow it and they'll regrow it with much better quality hair well i mean i don't know how old bts is but I mean, I've thought about this in my because no, I was gonna shave my head for quarantine because it'd be kind of cool. But I'm 30, and I'm worried that if I shave it, it's not gonna yeah, grow, back. grow back. It's not gonna grow back properly. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I how- think you should just shave it. Yeah, hair is disposable. It's the same reason I'm not cutting my hair because when I cut it, it's gonna be gray, and then it's done. But your hair has been gray for like a decade. Yeah, but the longer it goes, when I shave it off, the grayer it's gonna look in contrast. I see, I see. This is it. Once I cut it, it's done. I mean, I've just been cutting my hair nonstop. <laughs> have you? Wait, have you cut your own hair? Yes. Oh, it looks nice. Oh, thanks. I just decided at two a.m. to snip it off. My my sister cut her own bangs a couple weeks ago, and my family's really worried about her. Uh, she also bought a weighted. <laughs> she, she bought a weighted blanket and cut her own bangs, and I feel like those are two signs that she's going through something really intense right now. Oh my god, I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> What does it mean? <laughs> I feel like it's like cutting your own bangs, getting a weighted blanket, and then making sourdough is like the three signs that like you might need to talk to somebody. Making sourdough is fine. You can make sourdough. <laughs> no, it's what, I, it's what you make I, sourdough with like everything I else. I think that's the, the, the trifecta. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. That just has too many steps for me. I will never do that. <laughs> I've been making a sourdough store for a straight month now, and it still won't quite work. <laughs> I, Ikrin, I, um, I know that you are predominantly a K-pop stan, but I do feel like a lot of standem operates kind of as a similar culture. And I had a question for you and I wanted your, your opinion on this. Hit me. I recently tweeted about how uh, I have some controversial opinions about the TV show, the good place and Brooklyn nine, nine and several of those comedies and their stands came at me and they were very angry. They were incredibly, incredibly angry that I didn't think that Chidi and Eleanor were a good couple on the good place. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> And then this one stan started tweeting at me in Latin and I believe cursed me in Latin. And I wanted to know if you've ever seen this before and should I be worried that I have been cursed? Um, I've seen people being cursed in Amharic. I haven't seen Latin. Oh. So I can't, you, you know, tell you if you're not cursed because I haven't <laughs> seen that. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the Aramaic one as well. I think I got one of those as well. Because then they all started cursing me and putting hexes on me in various old languages, and it was very uh, it was very disorienting. You see stuff like that that's opening a portal for this year. That's not like not a good idea. Um, yeah, most stands are like very passionate. So when you don't agree with something they're pa- they've been passionate about for years and years and years, or if you're wrong. They will come at you. What's like, what's a reason, like, what's like one of the most, okay, wait, what's like a really controversial K-pop opinion? Calling, <gasps> wait, can I even say this? I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you think this, but what's like a really, what, yeah, what's like a really spicy K-pop take that gets people really riled up? What's the most divisive take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the one what's that really everyone gets take? involved about whatever nonsense? The thing is, K-pop as a whole is a very big umbrella. Mm. So I don't really see people getting united in anger or oh my god. Okay, well, like okay, so what's the spiciest BTS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wanted to really rile up some army, what would I? What would I do? I feel like I should not tell you this just because you're Ryan. I won't. I swear I won't tweet this. Well, tell, just tell me it then. <laughs> yeah, just tell Luke and I'll listen. <laughs> also, I'm scared. Um, K 
Can we bleep it? Yeah, yeah, I can bleep it. Okay. Why? Really? Why? Wait, why? It, it have a search and you'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. Uh, for listeners, uh, what she just told us was really interesting, and we have to respect her. <laughs> and we, I, it will be bleeped, unfortunately. But that was really so into this. That was really juicy. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I don't know if I can resist not using this. <laughs> yeah. You can't. I will find you in this lockdown. You still live on UK soil. Yeah, that's a good point. But lockdown soil, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, she'll come get you in 2021. Find like me in a national weeks. park. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we, we like to end all of our segments with our guests by asking them uh, the same question, which is, uh, Ikrin, what content are you consuming to stay sane? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. All right. Uh, how's your island? Do you have it's lots like of... It's like the least unique thing. Um, my island doesn't look like everybody else's fancy island. I, I keep saying, like, I think I'm playing the game wrong. But, um, you know, I'm picking some fruits, run, looking around for eye nuggets. Okay. I, mine just looks basic. It looks very basic. That's why I'm not inviting anyone over. We don't want to get too industrial about it. So many people, like, you know, they're doing too much work building too big a thing. It's just got to be, like, yeah. relaxed. The landscaping that I've seen on other people's islands looks intense. Yeah, that's not that's not relaxation. That's just work. Actually, I was having this conversation <laughs> with a previous guest on the podcast, Ellie Hall, who um, I think her Animal Crossing, like, addiction has turned into kind of like a pretty serious personality disorder because she's really aggressively <laughs> trying to like make her island really nice and she's like getting really stressed about how symmetrical it is and i feel like at a certain point it's just feeding a sickness oh in your brain you know yeah that's that's not what i'm doing at all at all i'm not i don't think i'm playing it the way it's supposed to be played because i know you're supposed to play it over a long amount of time i have cheated I have time traveled. It had to be done. I didn't, know you could, I, I didn't even know you could cheat in Animal Crossing. I might, I might play it now. So, th- <laughs> so this is this is a really controversial thing in the in the Animal Crossing community, which is the the role of time traveling, which is I believe where you you screw with the internal time on your Switch so you can like do different stuff at different times. Is that what it is? Yeah, you just change the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's like <laughs> change the date and time. I've seen people like demand that animal crossing players who are time traveling like delete their game and stop playing it's it's a huge thing i think it's getting really out of control in terms of the fandom i mean i'm sorry some of us don't have friends okay no one can send us stuff (laughs) (laughs) um Ikrin, if people want to follow you on the internet, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, on Twitter, it's my name. Okay. At Ikran. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest achievement. Ooh, okay. I got one good final question for you. Uh, I feel like still, you know, it's pretty crazy, but people still, I think, are very kind of uh, unsure where to begin with BTS. What's like the best? Yeah. What's the best entry point for bts like song album like where should they begin oh so the latest album is actually like it feels like a kind of amalgamation of all the other song albums so that's a good place to start so map of the soul seven i like that album it's actually really fun i've not listened to that album but it sounds like i like it. it's literally a, like a, a mix of all the other ones cool i have a starter pack too <laughs> oh right uh for readers of the newsletter you'll probably remember you might remember this uh I, I i i included your spotify playlist i think over the fall but i will i'll drop it back in the newsletter this week because it's really good the new the Woo-hoo. playlist is awesome i'll update it <laughs> perfect Abby, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing. I'm continuing <laughs> to exist. That's nice. How's That's your good. How's your pandemic going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it continues. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, not over. It sure does. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, on this show, uh, we like to bring people on that um, seem kind of internet-y, seem like they're tapped in, you know. 
and ask See, them. Teams have an unhealthy relationship with the internet. Yeah, yeah. People who have mean. an unhealthy relationship with the internet. Yeah, and uh, we want to. We like to ask them. You know, like, what are you doing to not um, think the bad thoughts during the dark time? Um, <laughs> and so, um, what have you been spending your time with? What what kind of rabbit hole have you gone down in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think this will be great because I've been finding lots of really cheerful ways to avoid thinking about the pandemic. My latest one has been to watch hours-long videos of sinking ships. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them both existing and and watching them during a pandemic to like be like, oh, cool, this is distracting and lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really light content. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's this three-hour video of the Titanic sinking in real time. It's a computer recreation, obviously. Um, it has 58 million views currently. It appeared in my recommendations <laughs> last week when I was in a really dark place. I think it was last week was the week where a bunch of journalists got laid off again, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like in the middle of that week, um, the video popped up. And the the weird thing about this video is that I'd actually written about this video when it came out several years ago and had written a piece that was like, true about how it's kind of weird and creepy that this is how people are paying tribute to a <laughs> real tragedy that happened um and now you like, get it i get why they yeah, yeah this is dope this is but dope. like yeah but like i mean the way i deal with like watching really bad things happen in the world that i have to pay attention to for work is to like find something else that's like optional like a different abyss and like mm. kind of hang out in there for a bit um, and so that's like, that's definitely what this is for me. And yeah, it was sort of like this moment of like, oh, wow, the pandemic really has changed me of this thing that like, I decided I was so mad about in 2016, that I wrote an entire like, blog post about it um, for a newspaper <laughs> is now like the thing I'm doing to entertain myself. So I watched that. And then I watched two others, right at one right after another. So I think I watched three sip- ships sink in real time in 24 hours. So that was healthy. So I, I think the thing that's really interesting here is that these are real time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, how detailed is the real time sink? First of all, I didn't know that the Titanic sank in three hours. That seems like pretty short for a huge ship. It's shorter than the movie. It is shorter yeah, than the movie. Yeah, it is shorter than the and movie. And less painful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, liked, I, I, mean, I find I the movie charming. I think it's aged quite well. <laughs> I really didn't have strong opinions about the movie. I've probably watched this like video on YouTube more than I've actually watched the movie <laughs> Titanic that people liked. Um, yeah, they're real time. They're, they're pretty detailed. Like there's, there's this whole world of sort of like hobbyist historians of like the Titanic and particularly like early ships that I am learning about. Um, I am definitely not one of them. Like I don't care about the details. I don't care about how the doors closed in between the different like rooms or whatever, um, which like I watched a whole video on or the place settings um, in the it seems a bit, dining It seems rooms. a bit like you do care. Uh, yeah, it seems it. like you might have an opinion about the doors now. <laughs> I don't have an opinion about the doors, but I do know that other people do and make videos trashing each other about them. And like, I care about that a lot. Like I care about the fact that they're there. Is there is there YouTube drama between like realistic like ship ship sinking simulator YouTubers? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course there is. Um, yeah, I like I watched one or I watched part of one because I think it's an hour. Um, where like at one point the guy is like making he's making like a response video to someone else's video about how the Titanic sank, okay. and it includes lines like this video is not meant to be entertaining. <laughs> he calls the other guy's theory a wet dream of a lunatic. Like it's like <laughs> that's so it's nasty. really aggressive um, and sort of this like monotone kind of reconstruction of how I guess people believe it sank with like constant like rebuttals and asides to this like other youtuber who got some views talking about like his own ideas so yeah there's there's a ton of drama um and the comments for the titanic video the original one are like surprisingly contentious where like there's one where someone made like a a throwaway youtube comment joke where they were just like you know let's be honest everybody's here because of their recommendations nobody searched for this and a bunch of people were really mad because they (laughs) did search for it and they edited the comment to apologize so like i yeah it's it's like very 
I mean, I guess it's like anything that people become like hobbyist historians about, right? Is like people it's get like Jack really, the Ripper really... and stuff. Yeah, like serial killers, right? Yeah. Like people who are into serial killers have like very strong opinions about like how the things happen and how all the unsolved things like may have occurred or like who Jack the Ripper was and stuff like that. Um, you know who I think is the biggest thing. serial killer of all? Who? The ocean. Coronavirus? The ocean. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Thank you>. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Jack the Ripper of liquids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you, is, is, I, I, I'm now like imagining this like scenario where there's like a Keemstar of historical simulator YouTube who's like breaking down like the biggest drama between the Roman aqueduct simulators. Oh, oh I really want a drama alert for this space. I don't know if there is one. Maybe that's like my quarantine project is, yeah, is that's... to become the Keemstar. Oh. <laughs> The problem is then I would have to learn about, like, I, I don't like, you know how some people are really into, like, military history? Um, that, like, no, I can't, I don't care about the different formations, or I don't even know what people who are into military history care about. Like, is it, like, the different guns? Like, I don't know. I think it's, like, a Nazi thing. I think a lot yeah. of it just becomes, like, a Nazi thing. Well, everything becomes a Nazi, right? <laughs> the, like, the white nationalists of sinking ship YouTube? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll be next. Oh, well, I mean, considering, like, some of the ads that run on some of these videos, like, I, I kept getting this ad on as I got deeper and deeper into Titanic YouTube for a guy who was selling a manual for, like, essentially how to get away with using your gun in self-defense. Oh my god. So like there's something at the bottom of Titanic internet and I haven't gotten there yet and it's definitely bad because it's at the bottom of everything. I mean there's something to do with just all people who are obsessed with like very specific things of, of Yeah. History is that they've got like there's some there's some there's some racism there. Every time <laughs> Every single time It's like it's like do you remember do you remember those uh there was a period a while back where the, when there was an awful lot of uh Twitter accounts that were all about like Western architecture and like how the seventeen hundreds were the best period for architecture. And I know a lot of history and I'm nothing about the seventeen hundreds, thankfully. I skipped that bit and don't know anything. So I I assume that's why Oh, they I'm don't not teach a, a it in British school they don't teach it in British schools because that's when no, we, they, we left the UK. No, they do. It's really embarrassing for you guys. I just just sort of skip over it. It's just yikes. When you watch the live, not live, but like when you watch the real time videos, like what, like first let's, let's assume that like people who are listening to this probably won't do the whole thing. Like, is it just like you are outside the ship and you watch this or is it like you're going through the ship inside? Like, can I Minecraft fly through the Titanic? Like, how does this work? So first off, I am certain that there are recreations in Minecraft, um, which oh, is yeah. probably a whole other world. But like, um, yeah, so the 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 most kind of popular Titanic one is done by these people who appear to be trying to like make a video game that is VR about mm. the Titanic. So they're using it to sort of show off their middling kind of recreation of this. Um in different stages, right? So, like, it kind of zooms around, and um, there's, like, little text on the bottom telling you when things happen. Um, so, like, you know, they tell you what happens to each lifeboat, right? And they kind of kind of show what's happening. Um, the thing, like, the thing that is kind of disturbing about these, aside from the fact that they exist <laughs> and people enjoy them uncritically, and that, like, I ended up watching what, like seven hours of ship sinking (laughs) in 24 hours or something like that is that they have this like one sound effect they keep putting in at various times in these which is just people screaming so yeah so if you watch the titanic one from the beginning to the end it's a lot of like atmospheric sounds a couple like maybe people yelling things that you would yell when your ship hits an iceberg um like the lines that are like historically accurate. And then it's a lot of just like kind of water churning and like noises from the ship. And then like right before it takes the final plunge, they turn up this like sound of people screaming as the ship goes under. So oh. it's extremely abrupt and bleak. Um, like that was the thing I actually remembered about the video uh, from like the time I'd written about it. And then when I put it back on last week. 
It almost feels like those like algorithmically generated videos of trains for children that are on YouTube. They're just like eight hours long and you just like they make weird noises and hypnotize toddlers. I feel like. Yeah. It's like the end point of all YouTube entertainment is just like alg- like like really long image like nonsense. Like you just like 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 sensory input for like eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, because this video is basically three hours of zooming around a ship and, like, maybe if you're lucky watching, like, a lifeboat slowly, like, a a lifeboat that has, like, no computer-generated people on it just sort of slowly descending into the water, right? Um, Like, it's very, it's, yeah, it's, there's nothing that you're kind of, there's nothing really to consume. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of these, like, ambient but somewhat, disturbing kind of sounds of really (laughs) cold water um and sort of you know what's going to happen um and then these little details popping up in text on the screen and then this like one kind of thing they decided to do for dramatic effect that just feels extremely wrong and tonally strange but when it came out was one of the things that people said they liked about it which was very weird to me. I mean, you can't just keep making YouTube videos based on what people like because they're bad YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, you just because then you start doing as, the guide to how to kill people in self defense. That's yeah, what happens. Yeah, like all, all of YouTube. Way. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I, I've got an idea. Right. What if I don't know if you guys remember parties, but like that was the thing that used to happen <laughs> four times. <laughs> yeah, 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 parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like, imagine a themed party, but just with this, and the theme is like. 1920s, 1910s, what is it, 1914, 11, 12, I can't remember the year, but... Uh, and then of the Titanic? This, yeah, and then it's just mm. the Titanic, like, on a massive screen, as you're having, like, a party as everyone's in, like, Titanic gear. And three hours is about right for a party. Let's be honest, I'm, I'm over 30, I don't want to spend any more than three hours at a party. Like, it's perfectly timed. The ship sinks, and then everyone goes, like, all right, cool, everyone go home. There is a restaurant that did or does serve the Titanic's last meal. Um oh, Jesus. Yeah, that you dress up for, which is another fun fact I learned um, as I descended <laughs> into Titanic YouTube. Um, yeah, which I think is how I, I think I got there after the place setting video, um, which was like 15 minutes of this very earnest man telling you what forks he used first on the Titanic. Um, I looked it up. Uh, Titanic was 1912, which means yes. there were definitely people who survived the Titanic and then were part of the 1918 flu pandemic. So that is something to think oh, yeah. about. Uh, now that, that's like all I think about now is how like, how I know probably how, you know, like, like I, ha- I feel like I have a kinship to people of that age now because we've gone through something yeah. sort of similar. Um, oh, there were people, there were people who survived the Titanic, survived the first world war, survived the flu, flu pandemic and then died in the second world war. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, so uh, in terms of like dressing the the Titanic, fun story. My parents uh, dress up in costumes to surprise me and my sister at our various birthday parties. Uh, Still, like this is still happening. And my (laughs) sister does like digital marketing and she did. She was working on a digital marketing campaign for a local museum. And so my parents decided that they would show up to her office dressed like Titanic victims and they had like the life jackets, like the 1912 style life jackets, and they put on like period costumes, but the life jackets were homemade. So they actually looked like they had bomb vests on and then they were stopped by the police trying to get into the office. And then they had to explain what was going on and that they weren't trying to blow up the building. They were actually just dressed like people from the Titanic. And then they eventually were let in and then surprised my sister with a cake. That's nice. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's the Titanic is kind of a weird loophole of like tragedies where a lot of people died, where like it's somehow people feel like it's okay to dress up in costume. Right. But like the Titanic. Yeah, I don't know. It's like this weird like it doesn't seem very controversial that these videos exist. Right. Um. (laughs) Well, I guess like the whole Titanic thing, I think the saddest Titanic is uh, the whole thing smacks of class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does. Like it really does. Um Uh, If you guys were futuristic time travelers and you were able to, in the future, when we can build like a hyper realistic simulation of all of human history, like which which would be be the moment that you would go back to to like check out? Oh, God. I mean, I'm a conspiracy person, so I would instantly go like JFK. Mm. uh, 
I've got I've got some some thoughts about nine eleven that I'd be interested to check out. Hey, that's a that <laughs> that is not this podcast, Luke. We've talked about this. <laughs> that is a that is a different podcast, mm. and you cannot bring that here. Maybe the New York City prison like six months ago when Jeffrey Epstein was in there. Just again, <laughs> oh yeah, just uh, just just curious, just curious what happened there. Yeah, just curious. I just I just think it would be um, close the loop on that. Well, in that show Devs with Nick Offerman, um, they invent like a quantum computer that can make simulations of the past, and their big project is like Jesus dying. Like that, they're trying to make a simulation of Jesus dying in the car. Would you want to see like? Nah, sounds boring. I would no, like yeah, it's like boring and also gruesome. Yeah, a, a lot of people died on the cross. He's not that special. Exactly, it was pretty common. Um, Abby, what are you thinking? What, what would be your historical viewpoint to go back as like a weird future space alien? But it it has to be like a a moment where a lot of people died or some sort of tragic event. Nah, let's open it up. But like, like, like a big, a big historical moment. Can I give my actual tragedy answer? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Great Fire of London. Oh. Oh, okay. Which would be interesting. There's a lot of things to see. Like, if you just if you go to like just a single incident, like Jesus on the cross, you stand there and go like, "Yep, that's Jesus on the cross. Job done." I mean, <laughs> walk through it. Things are burning. People are running out of houses. That's exciting. That's that a good few hours of entertainment. That is kind of cool. I mean, my my genuine answer would probably be, I want to go back and be a photographer during the Great Depression. Um, which is not like a specific moment in time, but like if I could like go experience a time period in a specific role, it would be that. Hey, I've got some news for you. Uh, Next year is going to be really great for you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. When we go through it again. (laughs) Well, yeah. When, when we have the new, new deal and the government's hiring photographers to document life, like both of those presidential candidates are definitely going into a new, new deal. Yeah. So like it, yeah, it's definitely happening. I would like to see, like when fire got invented. There was a moment when fire got invented. There might have been. We don't know that. No, there wasn't. We, we know roughly how it happened. How? How did it mean when, like... Stuff, lightning hit a tree, and then they kept the fire going for a while, and then it went out. And then lightning hit another tree, and they, they kept going, and then it eventually went out. They didn't really, like, figure out how to keep... To set stuff alight. Do you want that, like, light bulb moment when they did figure yeah. it out? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I also feel like... I read a lot. I mean, I read a lot about prehistoric man because I just think it's so fascinating. And like, and you relate to them. And I, well, now I do. I live in a cave all by myself, and I have, struggle with basic tasks that for me were very easy about six months ago. Um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to like. I, I watched. A, I actually fell down a YouTube hole the other day of instruments, uh, like prehistoric instruments, and I was watching like a whole thing hmm. on like these like finely tuned rocks that uh certain people still know how to play there's like a guy in the uk who like studies neolithic music and it's like you hit these rocks with mallet and they kind of sound like a dulcimer kind of cool i'd I'd like to go to like a prehistoric concert that'd be kind of fun okay all right i I just just me just just high off my ass on molly raving nonstop to this caveman just banging one out on some rocks you know you can't bring Molly back. You'll just have to use like whatever alcohol, whatever whatever drugs they have there, which is probably going to be like some yeah. like fermented like yeah. apples. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just weak hammered apples. on fermented apples, just going yeah. absolutely nuts with this caveman. Throwing up constantly because like you, you have like a modern American like digestive. Right, you're not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah, just violently ill and hallucinating on like you know some yeah. sort of like that's, strange so that's, root. So that's your dream, okay? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we like to end every segment by asking our guests a question that I'm not actually sure I can ask you. So I might have to pivot. I'm not sure. So typically we ask people, what content are they consuming to stay sane? Which I feel like for you is sinking ships. (laughs) I guess. Well, no, no, that feels like that's like taking you off like into a different direction like what brings you back to a normality oh okay yeah yeah Yeah, i can i can do that so if you look through my youtube history of the past couple weeks it's like sinking ships videos about sinking ships really cheap documentaries from different countries that have been reposted to youtube about sinking ships that like i just ended up watching as i let youtube run um and then uh choreography videos from like different choreographers in la um 
which is has long been my sort of I need to be consuming internet content because I'm broken and don't know how to turn this off, but like I need to consume something that's like not bad for me. Um, is just like watching groups of people sort of do a choreographed dance and like cheer each other on in a very wholesome way. Um, so are these the ones in like studios where there's like yeah. they play a song oh, and they yeah. everyone like like three people jump in and do three minutes. And there's and like the, the groups. Jump in. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of one of my rotating like I just need to watch something that doesn't make me think a bunch, but that I can like actively watch and enjoy um and doesn't make me feel horrible. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the juxtaposition with those, um, that kind of kept me from like fully going into the abyss of the sinking ships for more than a day. Huh. That is really nice. Yeah. That makes sense. That's good. Uh, Luke, what kind of content have you been consuming to stay sane? I mean, aside from my normal answers, which are, uh, Robert Caro books, uh, I just downloaded a new Assassin's Creed game. Um, That's cool. In Greece, it's great. Uh, cause you can just run over and it takes like forever to get anywhere. Uh, so <laughs> you can just like wander in the darkness and not really think about anything other than just being like oh yeah there's a goat over there it's great hmm, that sounds nice what about you uh i've been watching a re- I, I like abby i've been looking for some wholesomeness i want i want to feel good and safe and so i've been watching uh, a really delightful canadian sitcom called kim's convenience which is about a korean family in toronto running a convenience store and it's utterly delightful kind of like Shit's creek that's good i did not watch Shit's creek and I, everyone keeps talking about it like i have to it's good it's nice interesting <laughs> It's like it's extremely Canadian. It takes place in like that beautiful Canadian alternate reality where like everyone is kind and everything is fine, you know. Yeah. And TV everyone... Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, if people want to follow you on the internet, where's a great place for them to do that? Oh, probably Twitter is the best. Um I'm at Abby Olheiser, which is don't bother spelling it. Just like Google what you think that is <laughs> and it'll probably bring me up. Um yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, if you, yes, you, if you, uh, if people are looking for a really good sinking ship video to start at, what, what will you recommend? What's like a good entry point? So, yeah. So, putting "good" in air quotes because none of these are good. They shouldn't be there. Um, <laughs> but since they are, <laughs> I guess like yeah. so. The the bleakest one of the three I watched was the Atlantic sinking. Um, which was in Nova Scotia and was a uh, lot, lot of people died in very brutal ways. So if you want to just like understand kind of the weirdness of like watching a real tragedy recreated in real time on a computer, that's a good one. And isn't three hours long. Um, the <laughs> Britannic has the fewest people who died, but um, also involves lifeboats going into propellers. So, you know, huh? Yeah, so I'm not going to recommend any of them, <laughs> but I will give you an overview of the we'll options that, that are available huh. if you want to break yourself like I have for a little while. Uh, a bunch of people drowning to death in Nova Scotia is the exact opposite of a wholesome Canadian sitcom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, but I it can, is a yeah. great emo band name. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a really good band yeah. name. Yeah.